Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And I have a new favorite TV show. It's on Netflix. It's called <laughs> The Good... Well, I love the thing. Well, wait a minute. Peter Travers just said I have a new favorite TV show. That I sounded did. pretty good. I got like a little... So that's it. <laughs> that's it. Thank you. And it has Josh Groban in it, mm. but it also has my guest, Tony Danza, who Thank is spectacular. I especially love the second episode with you and the supermodel. She gave me a pig... She almost beat me up I bet she did. You know, she did. She was tough. tough. But anyway, I tried to be uh, very professional in that intro, and I lost it. Mm-hmm. So good. We'll just lose it completely through this. Okay. Anyway, tell us how this good cop came about. You know, it's funny. I just heard a story that I wasn't aware of. You didn't know it. No, listen to this. So Andy Breckman uh, of Monk fame and uh, Letterman and Saturday Night Live and so on pitched a show to Netflix and from what I understand, he pitched it with another actor, an actor he had worked with before. Also I'm guessing named, who that was. Also be. named Tony. Also okay. named Tony. So who happened, also sat in that chair. Oh, he's, yeah. he's wonderful, by the way. Don't get me wrong, he's a great guy, too. But, uh, and he's having quite a year. But anyway, I evidently was at some function and was talking to Cindy, the, the head of, uh, Cindy Sherman, the head of, uh, of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, trying any, I was just, Talking. I know, but social. good on you. It Socialized. was nice to, you to talk. And to. she then said to Andy, "Could could uh, this Tony play the part?" And here we are. <laughs> and uh, Breckman pitched this show, and it's so that was the end of Shalhoub. It was just Shalhoub he was out. It was over. Was he in. wasn't talking to the head of Netflix. So yeah, he's that busy was anyway, though. He, he is. is. He's always. He's got his own TV series now. Yeah, he's got a wonderful, but, but great show, and, that, and the band's visit was. Uh, you know, he did something. He did a very good job. All right. Job well, we too. did enough for him. Yeah. You know, and that was it. So did you come? Were you cast before Josh Groban? Yes. Yes. So what did you think when they said, we think Josh Groban should be uh, your son in this? Well, I, you know, it, it reminds me of a friend of mine, a big TV producer, said to me, it's either inspired or an effing disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I, felt, I like it when that happens. I, have, I do, too. And yeah. I felt much the same way. Here's what happened, Peter. And this is, uh, you know... So he, they sent me some some clips of his work. You know, he has made some cameos and things, and he did some, some other things. And, of course, he was on Broadway for a year last year. Mm-hmm. But, but you can't tell if he's Lawrence Olivier, but you know he commits. You could see that. All right, so, okay. So they call me up and they say, let's take, they want us to have a lunch. I says, okay. So now I tell all my friends, here's what happened. 2005 or 2006, when I had the talk show here, the bane of your existence when you're a talk show host is you have to ask everybody, please do my show. Please do my show. You run into somebody, please do your show. Okay. So I was with Josh back then. You were your own booker. Oh, you, you can't help it. You have to do it. You've got to put the arm on people. Anyway, so I was with Josh at some function, met his family, his girlfriend, back and forth. So right away I slip it into the conversation. Hey, would you do my show? He says, sure, I'd love to do your show. Okay, back and forth. That was the end of it. The show went away. Josh never did it. So when they told me we were having lunch, I tell my friends, as soon as I sit down, I'm telling him, you stiffed me on my show. You told me you, you were going to do You said you were going to do it, right? Yeah. Of course, I get there and I don't say a word. You know, I, you know, <laughs> I big, thought the boxer in nah, you would come talk, out. Big no, talk, big no talk, no action. Yeah. But he, at the end of the lunch, says, hey, by the way, Something's been bothering me. I know I was supposed to do your show. It, it didn't happen. And, you know, I wish it would have. So he brought it up. <laughs> So, so then said, you were completely defanged. That's it. That he's, was it. It was all my over now. He's my right. guy. It's so odd that this kind of business, this business do does this. I mean, well, look I at was you. A fighter. You're boxing. I was a fighter. You're boxing. I know. And Crazy. suddenly somebody says, 
You know what, Tony? You should be in taxi. So crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> who was talking to who? No, when? you know, but I, but that's why I, you know, that's why this thing with Josh is so, uh, and he surprises. I think he's the big surprise because I think he does. He's funny. He's just annoying enough. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what the part calls for. And he's... Uh, and, and Somebody said to me, that's it. It's to be just annoying enough without being a pain in the ass. Exactly. You, gotta, you have to hit that... It's um, a thin line that, between that. Thin line. And, and, you know, the second week of the show, Peter, second week, uh, second episode we were filming, I wrote him, a, I wrote him an email. I said, I just, just want to tell you how much I admire your work and your work ethic, because he's always ready. Comes mm-hmm. in, knows his stuff. You know, and you, when you're acting, you look in a guy's eyes, you mm-hmm. know if he knows his lines. <laughs> so this guy knows his lines. Mm-hmm. He, he's there with you. He's right there. And so I said, uh, I don't presume to be the greatest uh, judge, but I'm having a great time working with you, you know? And it was. Every time I had a scene with Josh, we'd boom, 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 we'd knock it off. It was great. But, you know, you can know your lines, and it no. can make no difference at all. No, of course. If there's not some connection. No, of And course. there is, because for those people, Tony, that haven't seen it yet or started binge-watching it, tell them who you play as opposed to who Josh plays. All right, well, the, the, the setup is it's uh, uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm a disgraced ex-cop. I was an exemplary cop. I was, a, you know, like a big star detective who hit a slippery slope and ended up in trouble and did seven years in prison. The son reacted in such a way, I think, to become the most upright stickler for regulations that you could ever have. That's what Josh plays. And I'm sort of the guy. Now, I come back, and as a condition of my parole, I have to live with him. And so we're an odd couple. He's off time, uh, you know, solving crimes, and I'm chipping in, and I'm chiming in, I mean, and, uh, and trying to help him. It's very touching in terms of him and you relating to each other well, in uh, that specific way. Well, I, you know, I tell you something. You know, what I tried to do is interesting. So I do have this older son, and, you know, he's born when I was 19. And one of two things happens when you have a kid at 19. You could ruin both lives mm-hmm. or you end up with a great relationship because you actually grow up together. Mm-hmm. And my son and I are like, you know, it's the best thing. So I try to take that and just overlay it on top of Josh and I. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he bought right in. You know, if he, you got to see him when we're on, we're doing interviews. He calls me dad. <laughs> Yeah, my dad, you know, and so it's a, it became real. He for went us. all Daniel Day Lewis on. Yeah, yeah but it he really, just, yeah. yeah, he really he bought in one hundred percent, and uh, and it works. I think it really works. I've seen four or five episodes, but the second one with the supermodel, mm. she was great. If you, if I were picking, if I were you next year, picking my Emmy one, yeah, I would put I would just put that one in there because it's so interesting about you. You're the one. You, you're the one who gets hustled. Yeah. You know, as opposed to your son yeah. being hustled. Well, it's true. And it's like, well, she likes me. <laughs> well, Come it's on. easy to hunt. It's, you know, there's a great line when he says, you can't bring a civilian to a, to a crime scene. And I go, come on, son. She's not exactly a, a citizen. I mean, look at her. You know? <laughs> and by the way, it's, you know, it's teenage stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, he does get hustled. He really gets fooled on that one. I love, you know what I love about that show? We had such great actors, too. And then, you know what else? Netflix supports you uh, resource-wise. Um, well, that's the biggest thing there is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It it's, really. it's movies now as well as television. It's a, it insta- thank goodness you had that conversation. I, I, I <laughs> you can't. picked the right person. I know. It's so crazy, you know. And I tell you the truth. 
I don't remember the conversation. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Look what it is. In the I, end, it's I wrote what it. happens. I said, I really it. would like to hear about our first meeting. You know what I mean? I just, uh, it was a conversation I had. It's you know? all those. We started to talk about this, but it's really interesting during your fighter days that you, you make a segue into that. That is very rarely done. Fighters can be, they can be doing endorsements, they mm -hmm. can be doing things like this, but you go right in, and not any show. No. Taxi wasn't any show. No. This I don't, is, I, you know, I, I really, I can't understand it. It really mean it. You know, because like you say, a lot of guys get breaks in Hollywood because you're cheaper and you're new and you know, <laughs> but that kind of break, you know, the best show on TV, surrounded by these actors and the, the people behind the scenes, Jim Brooks and Ed Weinberger and Dan, Dan Daniels, and so it was like being in the best school. What a I school did. you had. What a school <laughs> I had. You know? yeah. and, and you know, one of the things that I always say is, you know, here's these, these great these bunch of actors that have been knocking around trying to get a show. Mm -hmm. They not only get a show, they get the best show. On, they, get, they get the best writers. They're coming from Mary Tyler Moore. They won all these Emmys. They got the best time slot. It's right after the number one, uh, the number one show. It's on an ascendant network, ABC at the time. Everything they have. Every, oh, uh, you know, there's one thing. There's this fighter. We found him in New York. He doesn't, he's never acted before. We're going to put him in the show. <laughs> and, you know, I, I wonder how I would react, mm -hmm. uh, but they welcome Well, him. it's like you when they say Josh Groban's going to do it, and you see him as a singer. Yeah. And you're saying, well, what? Yeah, it, well, it, I, listen. And first, it worked out. It worked out great. I mean, I want to get into how, you know, what that step is that takes you from Taxi to Who's the Boss. But Taxi, Who's the Boss, Good Cup. You're always Tony. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. that? Well, we try. No wonder people can yeah. see you on the street. They go, hey, Tony, they're never yeah. wrong. That's They've right. got the characters. Well, we, we tried Dennis. It didn't work. You know Dennis I mean? was going to be, oh, no, yeah. I can't have Dennis. No, I, you know, let me tell you, it just, it's so crazy. You know, you know there's, a, there's an urban legend about this because I made up a stupid joke. What happened was is uh, the part in Taxi was written for an Irish heavyweight named <laughs> Phil Ryan. Perfect. Well, then and, there you go. And then what happened was I got I got cast in uh, the Warriors. Remember that picture? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I got cast in that picture. ABC had me on a on a pilot deal. So they said, eh, let's send him over to Jim Brooks and see what he thinks. So I went to see. I end up in Jim Brooks's office <laughs> with Mandy Patinkin. I end up reading Mandy's reading for Judge part. So I read <laughs> with Mandy for the part. And when Jim walked me out, he told me I loved your work. I had no idea what he was talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how naive I was. Did I sweep? What did, what did I, I do? do? So, what work? Yeah. So, so, uh, um, so the joke. So what happened was is that uh, they changed it from an, an Irish heavyweight to an Italian middleweight, and they made it Phil Banta instead of Phil Ryan. Mm -hmm. And we were in rehearsal a couple of days, and they decided to change the name to Tony Banta. And I made a joke about it that the producer came down, put his arm around me, and told me, hey, we're going to change the name from Phil Banta to Tony Banta. And I went, oh, isn't that great? <laughs> They're doing that for me. And then I realized maybe it was a reflection of my acting ability. They were afraid I wouldn't answer to Phil. <laughs> so that became... You can only get Tony. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. that became... Who's people, Phil? People think that's a real story. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a nice story. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. a, it was a pretty good joke until it became real. <laughs> and so then who's, uh, who's the Boss came along about... It was, about, it was about a year later, a year, a year and a half after it, after it uh, and I had done Love Boat, and I had, you know, I was like, I, I need such, I needed, uh, I needed something. Yeah, and Love Boat was the law and order of its time. The law, uh, <laughs> everybody uh, did a Love yeah, Boat. Yeah, everybody did a Love Boat. 
But not everybody played a Japanese guy at a love boat like me. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, and they wrote it with me in mind. So they put Tony. So then when you start to do the show, you stay with that. And it's been that way. I played, I, in fact, Randy uh, Myers Singer, who wrote uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and wrote Hudson Street, which is another <laughs> show I did. And she says in her tweet, I liked it when he played another Tony. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's a, you know, it's a theme. I would just keep that going. Though, you know, There's, why not? I, you know, here it is. It's on the good cop. It's that way. You yes. know? I but like that. Although I'm Big Tony this time. Big Tony. Big Tony. Yeah. And, and Josh is TJ. So right. he's Tony Jr. Right. Yeah. He's See, big, big in this case, New York people know this. Big is not, is not big, large. No, no, it's, it's senior. Mm. That's what Senior that and yeah. also... Could be trouble. You well, know, there's some yeah. power behind. Well, big, it. big, big Tony to my friends. <laughs> yeah, who, whoever they. But that's what I love about the show. It keeps you. I keep looking at you. There's a great heart thing going between you and Josh. But at the same time, any moment, your guy. Yeah, when he moment. sees that bowling opportunity, he's saying, he, <laughs> "I'm going to ride this train." Yeah, he does. To the end, he has a he has a warped sort of sense of uh, of right and wrong. Did you have the same kind of family thing with uh, Who's the Boss as you did oh, on text? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's the Boss? What a great group. I mean, you, Judith, Mi, Catherine Hellman, mm -hmm. greatest thing ever, mm -hmm. ever. The kids, you know, my, those two kids, I'm so proud of the way they, you know, they grew up. I mean, you know, the, the same people that uh, produced that show produced different strokes. And you know what happened to those kids. Mm -hmm, yeah. So we were really careful with our kids. You know, you have to really make a, an effort. Because what happens is, is kids on set, they become actors. Hey, you do your job, I do mine, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and actors <laughs> are so self-involved a lot of times, they got no time to think about it. But I tried to make it a, uh, an environment where, I'm telling you, like where <laughs> Alyssa used to say to me, you know, I have a father. I mean, you know, it was like that. <laughs> but I would put their, uh, their, their grades up on the refrigerator and I, I would really try to make it, you know, and, and, uh, and I think it worked. It shows on the they, show. They, when you and, not, and not only that, but it shows in the kind of kids, the kind of people they grew into. And it's kind of a great thing, too, because we didn't have when there were just three networks. Right now, people can discover those shows yeah. and binge watch those if they yeah, want. So true, they true. can see you and yell Tony every time they see you. That's true. Do. Did true. you feel the same way, though, as a fighter? Did you have that same kind of familial relationship with people that you're basically beaten up on? Um, you know, it's funny, you know, uh, boxing is, you know, you're supposed to take the emotion out of it. And okay. sometimes you, you have a rivalry or something with somebody, you know. But I mean it. it. Even I go back to when I was a kid. Well, we used to get in street fights all the time, and then this guy would be your best friend, the guy that you fought with. So yeah, I had that. <laughs> I had that. But but, but boxing is a, a com, comrade, comrade. You know, camaraderie there is unbelievable because you're you're all facing the same crucible, mm -hmm. and so everybody is sort of uh, supportive of one another. It's it, in a in a strange way. It, it is a strange way. And then you have a relationship like if you have a, a trainer. And a manager, they're like you. You know, it becomes very. They're they're literally in your corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. and 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 it reminds me of what Angelo Dundee said. Angelo Dundee was asked one time, "Hey, Angelo, how important are the guys in the corner?" He says, "If the guy in the stool can't fight, we're all in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> well. 
it's a fight. The business that you're in is a fight even when you stop boxing. That's you true. Know, it is. There's it something is. that you got to do. When you were this kid, before you became a fighter, what did you think you, how did you think you were going to wind up? Well, I went to school to be a teacher, Peter. I went to school to be a teacher. Uh, I was enamored with my teachers uh, growing mm -hmm. up, and I thought, I want to do that. Um, and so I really saw myself that way. I was a I was in a lot of fights growing up because we grew up. In, I grew up in East New York and Brooklyn, and in East New York and Brooklyn in the fifties and sixties, fighting was another game we played. Like you know, you want to play stickball today? Nah, let's fight, and we did. Equal we did, opportunity. And we did a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, and, and luckily, you know, there was no uh, nobody. You know, nobody ends up. It's so much different now. It took guts to fight a guy. This show, this show always ends in song. Ah, uh, well, you know, I now you sing. You asked me to bring my ukulele. I really did. And I and have. Has it happened to be there? Yes, here wow. it is. Wow, yes. look at it. It's in its own case. And this case was made by Eddie Cacavelli, my drummer. And this is a flea. It's a, uh, an American-made, uh, made by a guy named Jim Beloff. I, I recommend this. It's really the greatest stress buster of all time. The ukulele. Yeah. You get a problem. You sit down and start playing this thing. An hour goes by. You feel better. And just listen. Listen to that. Mm -hmm. It just has this sort of... Is it? Yeah, it sort of has this uh, sort of soothing thing. And you, you can play do it for Josh Groban on the set. Yeah, we we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could do Hawaiian stuff. <laughs> you know, you could do that. But you know, you could do that, or you could do. Uh, five foot two, eyes are blue. Oh, with those blue eyes, you do. Anybody see my gal? And then what I've been trying to do. And is, then. I've been trying to adapt the American songbook to it. Mm -hmm. And I was just fooling around with this song. What a difference a day makes. 24 little hours. I brought the sun and the flowers. Where there used to be rain. And my yesterday was blue, dear. But now I'm part of you, dear. My lonely nights are through, dear. Since you said you were mine, what a difference a day makes. There's a rainbow before me. Skies above can't be stormy. Since that moment of bliss, that thrilling kiss, it's heaven when you. Find romance on your menu. What a difference a day makes, and the difference is you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you. That was really great. Thank you. I think you always have a song in your heart. I don't do. You? I true. I really. Uh, that's that's the key to everything. I think it is. You know what Frank Sinatra's song? Without a song, mm -hmm. that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. All right. We'll do that next time too. Yes, sir. Peter, Tony, so, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. I always want to go, Tony! And I just want to, I just want to reiterate, Peter Travis said, Dad. I have a new favorite show. Well, I did <laughs> say that. And I do. <laughs>